0: That's right, early bird pricing is happening right now, but not for much longer. And I can't wait to hang out with you at camp this summer and share all those juicy pet boss stories around the campfire. Are you ready for a crash course in cash flow? <laughs> Well, I have been in over my head to the tune of $400,000 in business debt before. Yes, it was a lot. And I've had employees steal from me. So yes, I have definitely had my fair share of cash flow problems. And somehow I got out of it. Actually, by doing what I'm going to teach you today in this episode is exactly how I got out of it. I eventually was able to take a six-figure salary from my pet businesses and I made them financially healthy, resulting in successfully naming my price when I went to sell them. I want all of that for you too. So grab your notebooks and hit save to favorite this episode because it is jam-packed with money tips. Welcome to the Boss Your Business Podcast, the show for the local pet business owner. If you have a physical building, carry inventory, have a team or dream of having one someday then this podcast is for you you'll hear honest conversations from pet pros work in the streets of main street where dog business is big business i'm your show host candace daniolo the founder of pet boss nation and a pet business coach i've started scaled and sold three successful pet businesses and now help mentor thousands of pet professionals to see success faster together I'm sharing my favorite business tips with you, mixed with the latest secrets of what's working now, especially in this challenging world. So if you're a pet supply store, grooming salon, dog daycare, boarding facility, pet sitter, dog trainer, or really anyone covered in fur, let's get started. A lot of us open our businesses thinking, how hard could it be? (laughs) How hard could it possibly be to get into the pet industry? Once we actually get into it, though, we realize that it's not really about playing with puppies all day. No, no, no. In fact, this whole cash flow thing is really more about staying in business so that we can continue to play with puppies when we want and for as many years to come as we want. Paying attention to the cash flow is the difference between staying open and thriving versus giving all of our personal money to the business and all of the money Forcing us to go out of business. Cash flow is simply monitoring what money is coming in and what money is going out. It is not your profitability. However, mismanagement of your cash flow or lack of working on it at all will have a direct impact on your overall profitability. It will also be why you're having a hard time getting out of debt or paying yourself. Okay you're either in one of three places. You're either totally in the hole, right? This is like every day you're worried about sales and the bills that are going to hit your checking account week to week. You're negative in the checking account. You see monthly the high credit card fees getting billed to you. And that is an anxiety ridden, stressful place to be. And if that is you and you're listening to this episode, please stick with me because I'm going to share a lot and you can come out of that place. I have been in that place multiple times throughout my 20 years of being an entrepreneur, and you can get out of the hole. Or you are breaking even, you know, you're every single month, you have enough money to pay all the bills. Sometimes there's a little extra, but you haven't been able to build up your savings account or really get out of debt just yet. Or You're in a place that you're actually making a lot of money now, and the checking account's building up. So now what? What are you going to do now? I've been in all three of these stages. And again, no matter where you're at, you will learn something in this episode. So first things first. I know we have people of varying stages in business listening, so I want to address this. All business revenue and expenses need to be separate from your personal expenses. Okay. So a lot of people, when they're first starting out um, in this tend to muddy the waters between what is their personal checking account and what expenses and money is going out for the business. So first things first, set up business checking and savings accounts, get business credit cards, get a business debit card, whatever you need. Okay. You also really must have a point of sale system or a reservation system that tracks all of the incoming sales and revenue for you. If you're still doing it a little manually in a notebook, I mean, maybe there's some of you out there doing that or an Excel spreadsheet maybe, but it's really time to invest in a software that can process payments for you and track all this information. You really should have QuickBooks or Xero, their accounting software. This will allow you to track all that revenue that's coming in from your point of sale or reservation system, all the money that's going into your checking account, Will get logged into your QuickBooks. And then you should have a bookkeeper who can help you do the data entry so that you can start tracking all the expenses as well. QuickBooks will give you your profit and loss, your balance sheet, and it also has cash flow um, reports and income statements. Okay. And so you want to track this stuff so that you can start making improvements on it. So here's how we fix cash flow. And this might seem very obvious, but I'm going to dig into each one. The only way to get a handle of your cash flow and improve it is one, increase your income, two, decrease your expenses, and three, manage your money. Sounds simple, right? Let's look first at increasing your income. The easiest thing to do is to raise your prices. I'm in enough groups and I have enough clients that I know there's a lot of fear around doing this. And I know right now with All of the changes in pricing that are coming at you, it's a hard task to stay on top of these price increases. But whether you sell product or just do services, this is the easiest place to go to improve your income. If you sell products, this is your initial markup. Or if you have a product or service, think about adding an extra dollar to $10 per service. This requires no further sales training for you or your team. It doesn't create any additional marketing. You don't need to bring any more people in through the doors. We're going to get your current customer base to spend just a little bit more. So individually, it doesn't feel like a lot to your customer, but collectively across all your customers or across all of your SKUs and items, it adds up for you over the whole year. Let's take a doggy daycare, for example. If a daycare has 50 dogs a day, and they increase their rate by $2 for that daily rate. That's going to give them a hundred more dollars a day times five days a week. That's 500 more dollars a week times 52 weeks a year. That's $26,000 a year an extra income that does not correlate to extra expenses that they would be able to add to their pocket. In retail products, it's the exact same thing. When you take anything in your store that's marked at 49 cents up to the next whole dollar, or if you raise your prices to the psychology of pricing, it's unbelievable the amount of money that at the end of the year can accumulate for you and your customers will probably not notice. Most of them don't. Another way to increase your income is that we want our service-based businesses to really maximize your space. Have a full understanding of how many dogs or cats or any pets can funnel through your grooming salon or your daycare or boarding center, or even if you do services or deliveries, really fully understand what's the maximum capacity for that space in your business. A grooming salon has a set number of tables, a set number of tubs, a set number of days that you're open and the hours throughout the day. What's the max point to have all of these surfaces operating When you're open, it's important that you understand that maximum potential and start to use those tubs and tables to benefit your business. I know it's hard to find groomers right now, but maybe you don't need a groomer, professional groomer in that, on that table, on the table, the groomer on the table. (laughs) You know what I mean? Maybe it's time to just build a nail trim business or just a bathing business in those time slots. You have the space you're paying rent on it. You've got all these fixed expenses that do not relate to how successful you are or how much you're using it, but you have these spaces at your disposal to fill as many customers in as possible in those time slots. Daycare and boarding, the same thing. I know you don't want to give discounts sometimes, but if you have the space for more dogs, run introductory offers to get people in the door. I remember at my doggy daycare, we did not have very many dogs coming for boarding during the middle of the week, but I still had to pay the team member to be there overnight. So what we started doing is we had a discounted rate that was like a trial boarding night. So it allowed all our daycare customers who hadn't ever boarded with us to schedule a trial night, even if the owners were not out of town so that the dog could get used to staying the night with us. This was a great lead and entry into the customer, keeping us top of mind for when they needed to go out of town. And it made the transition easier for the pet as well. And we were using a kennel that was already going to be empty anyway. So it really helped us, again, fill the space of the business. For our retailers out there, pay attention to how much money you're tying up into your inventory. It could be that at one point you've ordered too much of something that isn't selling right now, or it could be that you are currently ordering every month more than you are going to sell right now. So what happens is your cash is actually tied up into the things that are sitting on your retail floor or in your warehouse. Truly understanding the flow of your merchandise is critical for anyone who carries inventory. In previous episodes, I'm sure I've shared that nothing should stay in your business for up to a year. We want to turn things up to every 90 days if possible. So if you're sitting on things that you've ordered six months, nine months, or more than a year ago, you need to put those on sale and free up that cash to reinvest in things that are actually going to turn for you. And be cautious of not taking too big of an advantage of supplier discount. Don't overpurchase just for the sake. Of that steep discount. I remember I had delegated ordering in my company to my, some of my management and they had budgets, but they went to a distributor trade show and this dog food was a huge discount. It was like 25 or 30% off. So instead of buying what would have been within the budget, they decided to buy an extra two or three months worth of orders. Now in their mind, they're thinking, wow, we're saving Candace so much money. But I had to pay for all of that up front, right? Because we all know in the pet industry, a lot of these brands are COD, cash on delivery. You might get some terms, but distributors oftentimes only do maybe net 10, net 15, maybe you get net 30. But even then, they ordered about six months worth of pet food. So when I had to pay for it up front, that ate up all the extra cash, I would have had to meet payroll. So it was definitely a learning lesson for the team <laughs> and reminded us to flow the amount of inventory that we needed when we were going to sell it and to not build up too big of a back stock. Now, if you're a business that doesn't have cash flow problems or you have access to funds, then buying in bulk like that is totally fine. But most of us as independent small business owners don't have access to that. Number two, we are going to decrease expenses here's what I want you to do. I want you to really look at your biggest bills. Sure. You could look at the nitty gritty little things and cancel all the little stuff, but we want to look at the big bulk of the expenses either on a monthly or annual basis. So if you have credit card debt, who can you call and start to negotiate lower interest rates? Or can you move debt from one credit card to another with zero interest rate? Can you research and get lower insurance rates? lower payroll fees, and definitely consider a lower credit card processing fee. This is a very clunky process sometimes, and you don't always know who to trust, but auditing this and finding someone to work with who has a lower rate for you could save you tens of thousands of dollars a year. You could become better at negotiating with your vendors or purchasing when there's a big sale happening to improve your margins. Of course, not overbuying, but still taking advantage of those sales. Do you have too much team? I don't know if this is too big of an issue right now, considering most people are having a hard time finding employees, but do you actually have too many people scheduled on specific days versus what the business actually needs? Or maybe you have a sales team that's not selling enough to cover the expense of having them. Or are you paying people to do something for you that they are really more of a financial burden to you every month than the benefits that you're reaping from the work that they're doing? Only you can evaluate this for yourself. The third piece to this cash flow puzzle is managing your money. When we look at managing our money, we want to focus on understanding our break even point. This is how much money at bare minimum we need to make every single month, just not to be profitable, but just to cover our expenses. So, fully understanding what your total operating expenses are how much on average you should be spending on your inventory if you carry inventory, what your debt payments are, how big is your payroll, and understanding on a monthly basis what that break even is. Overwhelmed by getting into the nitty-gritty or maybe you haven't tapped into your quickbooks and gotten caught up yet with that? Just go back through bank statements and start to get some averages. Add it all together, highlight it, separate the out the inventory, just get a quick average. Take the lump sum for the whole year in certain categories and divide by 12. It doesn't have to be perfect, but we just need you to understand how much is going out on an average monthly basis so that we know how much you need to make. I want for you to create multiple bank accounts. At first, this can seem overwhelming. And especially if you are not focusing on running the big accounts in the the proper way here that I'm going to explain It might seem like a waste of time or waste of money even to have some of these open. But what we want to have first is the business checking account. And in the business checking account, you can have all of your credit card deposits from the sales that you make or cash that you make in the business gets deposited into the checking account. Once we know our break-even point on a monthly basis, we know how much money needs to be in there to pay the bills. Those monthly operating expenses. That's the minimum amount we're going to keep in that checking account. You can tell your bank how much money is like the threshold, and anything that gets deposited in there that's over that threshold can automatically roll over into other checking or savings accounts. Another great account to have is your sales tax account. Okay. So, this is just a a savings account that you're going to label sales tax. I got into some sales tax trouble early on in my business, probably in year number two. Uh, You know, I figured I had to pay my landlord. I had to pay my employees, but no one was harping on me to pay my sales tax. So that debt got pretty big and I had to go and apply for my annual business license with the city of Chicago. They wouldn't give it to me because I wasn't in good standing with our state. So I don't want that to happen to you, but it's a very large amount of money that if it's not being pulled out of your checking account and put into a special savings account, you will spend it. And it's not your money to spend. The customers have paid this sales tax amount, and now you have to pay it back to the state. There may be a way with your bank to automatically pull this percentage from your sales, But this is also just a great thing to do on a daily or weekly basis is pull your sales tax report from your point of sale system and transfer the money manually from your checking account to the sales tax savings account. So that that way, when you go to pay your bill, the money that you need is right there and ready for you. The next type of an account we want is another checking or savings account. And this one is going to be for your business savings. If you can take at least 10% of all your gross you know, revenue each month. So that's saying when you've reached your threshold in your checking account for all your operating expenses, 10% of that will come off and go into the business savings account. If there's any additional, hopefully there is, because you haven't paid for your inventory yet. If there's extra money that goes into maybe another account, That can start building up money to purchase the inventory to replace the inventory that you just sold. Or maybe it's going to pay down credit cards that you're using to purchase your merchandise. So we have a checking account that has all our operating expenses. We have our savings account that's for sales tax. We have a savings account for the business because it's important that we start saving money for emergencies. And we have another account that we're going to be paying for our inventory out of or for using to pay down our credit card bills. There's lots of ways to set up the different bank accounts, depending on what works the best for you. But to just start, I would encourage you to think about at least the checking account, savings account for sales tax, and building a business savings account. And lastly, if we are going to manage our money, we actually need to dedicate time to it every single week, maybe every day, if your money's gotten a little out of control. So Block this time out on your calendar and sit down and look at the flow of your money. The flow of your money includes how much money is coming in. That's the revenue. What bills have to be paid that week? How much sales tax are you going to transfer into the sales tax savings account? How much money goes over into the savings account? What money issues do you need to deal with? Like vendor credits. Or any fees that you need to ask to be waived or fight for? Are there refunds you're waiting for? Should anything get canceled? This is the best time for you every week if you've blocked out time to deal with those things so that they don't just get out of sight, out of mind. Maybe you need one to three hours a week. I personally liked to do Mondays and I themed my Mondays as money Mondays. You know, I always feel extra motivated on Mondays And I'm definitely much more creative than wanting to sit down and deal with the numbers, but I know that numbers are important. So for me, I had to make it fun. So we themed it money Mondays and I dedicate time at the beginning of the week to reflect back on how the last week went to see if I was negative from what my bills were going to be from the last week. And I would also be able to direct my team on how much debt we could pay down with distributors or what other orders could be placed because I was looking at it weekly and could fully understand our cash flow. Please know that you are not your numbers. They are not a reflection of your worth and success and expertise. But we can't fix your financial situation or how that money is making you feel if we ignore it, if we turn the other way. If we stick our head in the sand, we can't do that. Nothing will ever change. It's only going to get worse. Put your armor on and get ready for battle because you are freaking worth it, okay? Mm -hmm. Face these fears of these numbers. I say this about putting on armor and going into battle because for many of us, focusing on this is what we hate. We want to help our customers. We want to learn about new products and trends. We want to learn more about dog behavior and pet nutrition. We want to make the best dogs possible. We want to be there for our employees. And all of that stuff is what we tend to get attracted to, or that is the loudest and, and is right in front of us at times. Right. So it's easy to not focus on the numbers. And then we decide that the only time we want to focus on the numbers are when there's no money to pay anything. And so we freak out And it causes stress and anxiety because we don't know how to get out of that debt. We don't know how to get control of it. But it's time to put on your wellness armor, (laughs) focus on your money Mondays, get ready for battle because you are worth it. And if we don't get control of your money situation, then you can't continue to help and serve as many customers and team as possible and that I know you're capable of doing. So let's go back and look through the the goals of cash flow here. We have to increase our income. You have to, have to, have to. That's the easiest place to go. Next, we need to decrease expenses, which may mean becoming a better negotiator with all those suppliers and vendors, okay? And it doesn't hurt just to ask, just to ask what they can do for you. Can they drop the price a little bit? Can they change the date of your billing? Maybe you have to call back and talk to somebody else. And then last, we have to manage the money, We have to focus and dedicate time to it. So if you are in the day-to-day or the week-to-week financial rut, take the tips that I've shared here with you today and make them your number one priority. Put your money management first before anything else on your to-do list, before your marketing, before planning a customer event, before looking even for employees. Because if you can't pay them, (laughs) it won't matter. So get your money under control. You don't have to be, have it fully under control, but what you need to be doing is, is looking at it on a weekly basis and starting to get all your financials organized. Okay. There's a book called profit first. I want you to get this book, study it and take actions profit first. Now, if you're making money, but you still have debt or you want to build up your savings account. I really want you to get aggressive with increasing your prices or decreasing your expenses or both so that you can begin to make significant progress in one of those areas, either paying down the debt or building the savings. For me personally, I wasn't able to build my savings account until I got out of debt. I wanted to get as much out of debt as possible. And then I built up the savings account. And and it's probably, you know, you can do both at the same time, actually. So I'm not saying one's better than the other do whatever you're most comfortable with. And all of us have different kinds of debt. If you are profitable and the checking account is always at a high balance and your debt load is minimal to low, start rolling over 15% of your profit into some tax savings accounts. Uh, put the rest into business a business savings account so that you have up to three to six months of business expenses. Look at building a 401k and maxing out your 401k contributions or adding the 401k for your team. And if there's still money left over, you can take it as an owner's draw and put it into a savings account that you can use for future investments. Whether those future investments are your own business, maybe it's expanding to another location, maybe it's a down payment on purchasing your property that you're at, Maybe you want to start investing in other pet businesses, either in your area or in the industry, or maybe it's creating an investment opportunity for you in the future. That's totally different from the pet industry. Now, if you're not in that place and those things sound exciting for you, it is possible for you to get there. I am living proof to have had $400,000 in debt and to have sold my businesses and now investing in other things. Okay. I'm living proof it's possible to go from stressed out day to day to somebody who now can make future investment decisions. I truly believe that being an entrepreneur is one of the easiest ways to find financial freedom. It takes time and it's important that we learn from our financial mistakes and our successes. So becoming passionate about profits is just as important as your passion for pets. Guys, I'm just so honored that you are tuning into this podcast. And did you know that we've already reached the top 3% of all podcasts across the globe? It's amazing. We're climbing the charts because of our awesome listeners like you. I know there's still pet professionals out there who need to hear all of our doggone good tips shared on this show. Can you help us find them? You know, how you do that is that when you click to follow the podcast or the more you download different episodes or if you choose to leave us a review, those things will help the podcast get pushed out into the world so that more people who need to hear this will find it. Thanks so much for your support. And until we talk next week, Stay focused, stay motivated and go boss your business.